do you know the do you know the band? I I didn't know this, but do you know the band that um, sings Tootsie Roll? I believe they were known as Fooshnickens. <laughs> Fush, yeah, no. The sixty nine boys. Yes, spelled with a Z. Yes. Oh, why is our podcast oh, not shit. called the sixty nine boys? Damn it. <laughs> oh fuck. Cotton candy, 60. sweetest, go. Let me see the Tootsie Roll. Holy shit. God, I'm I'm tempted oh. to change the theme song to a load of BS to Tootsie Roll. And then, like, just put up the 69 boys in big block letters over where our logo normally is. Oh, I don't know. Who would you... Even if we did ask people to use their music on this, like, as the opener... Who the fuck would we call to get the 69 boys? Because let me tell you something. There are names here. Yeah. <laughs> but none of these names well, no, that was, have links. That was one of the problems I was going to have, which is with the question I thought you were going to ask. Because I thought you were going to ask, okay, if we're the 69 boys, which one are you and which one am I? And I'm like, I think you are graciously overestimating how much I know about the 69 boy. I'm Greg 69. He's Carl 69. Oh. Hello, guys. I'm Paul 69. Paul oh, Quad 69. How are be, you? Would it be like Tommy 6 and Jerry 9? <laughs> Which um. one sounds like a glam metal rocker, the other sounds like an intergalactic clone of someone's dad. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time, it's time. Hello. A load of fantastic load of BS. That's right, a load of BS, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time. And I am talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K-E. That's right, it's Blake. Ta-da! And with me, as ever, the man who is anything but a chicken McNugget blob, (laughs) Scotty Moore. Damn it. Okay, if you want the backstory behind that, just... Go to Patreon.com and subscribe because, uh, yeah. I, I realize that if I start doing things that refer back to that, just like just sprinkling them in. Yeah, hopefully it'll motivate people... more people to go and pay. Yeah, just go over to Patreon.com for the BS wrap up. That'll help you out, ladies and gentlemen. Why am I talking about chicken? Why is Scotty a chicken McNugget? <laughs> Who's a chicken? Why, why do we have chicken McNuggets? Well, it's, it's just such a good. You're gonna have to pay to find out. <laughs> We're like EA. <laughs> with the well, yeah, the new Star Wars Battleground. It's just we're pay to play, baby. If you want to understand Star, Star Wars, ba- <laughs> anything we player can. unknown Star Wars Battlefront grounds with now with loot boxes and Overwatch exactly. tracer. Um, that's that's what that sentence was. Video games. I know them. I'm good at them, guys. <laughs> oh man, it's been a it's been actually two weeks, two weeks of insanity. Yep. And uh, I guess we should apologize. There was no BS last. Well, no, no, there was because I had a late one to put up, luckily. Uh, but uh, the reason why there hasn't been a lot on the channel, the YouTube channel, if you guys are watching, is because there were fucking wasps in my internet. Like, I, I don't know the, I don't know the best way to describe this. But I woke up on Tuesday morning. I had a lovely stream the night before. I was ready to get up, go get at it. And I went over to my internet, and they were just like, yeah, no internet for you today. And just because we don't have, like, the best service as it is, I'm like, okay, it's fine. We might have over overdrawn on something. I streamed a lot last night. It's fine. But then no internet came for the rest of the day, and my dad was like, I called him. Like, there's no problems there. And so we ended up getting a new router. We ended up, and even with the new router, there were still problems. So my dad's like, okay, I'm going to check this out. About a, probably 10 minutes later, I get a message from my dad. And it's just an image of the little box where our aux cable comes in that actually gives us our Ethernet. 
and there's just a giant fucking wasp's nest in there. And all I can think is like, they've crawled through the wires. They've infected our computers. They buzzing up all in this shit. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. They coming out of the goddamn walls, man. No, it's worse. Like, it's it's now like an internet virus. Anyone watching this episode of BS, they're just like, this is a really good episode. Fuck bees everywhere. Not the bees. Not the bees. Oh, my God. I've actually found that wasps must be attracted to internet. Wait, really? They just eat it up. They just eat that shit up. I don't know. I, uh, uh, wasps make their nests in a lot of like weird places, like phone boxes or like the electrical boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. I, or maybe they just li- maybe they just like that warm feel of electricity. Or in this episode of a load of BS, go my wasps onward. So oh no, they've stung. Oh god, they've stung everybody. Oh, Cheryl's having a reaction. She's allergic. Oh, she's dead. Is it wasps? Oh, Cheryl, no. Is it wasps that don't sting? There's one of them that don't sting, and I can't. Rem- I can never remember which one it is. I mean, there's a lot of insects that don't sting, <laughs> like but lady- wasps aren't. Uh, I feel like ladybugs don't sting often. Oh no, they will kill Fuck, you. I just got stung by a ladybug. Shit. Wait. Scotty, you don't, you don't have ladybugs in your house, do you? No, they're actually. They are extremely deadly. They're actually in this episode of a load of BS. Go, ladybugs. Yes, ladybugs. Um, uh, no, the ladybugs they infest. They infest the phone lines more oh, often yeah. than the internet. No, I was thinking of. I think they're called dirt daubers. Do you know of dirt daubers? Oh yeah. Or essentially. Yeah, those little dirty boys they, with their big old clay nests. They look like wasps. They move like wasps. They sound like wasps. But my parents were like, "Nah, you'll be fine. Just walk around them." And I'm like, "You're not teaching me how to trust efficiently, parents." <laughs> you know what they say um, is that the wasps are actually thrown out there by the uh, ISPs. Just so they can get in your internet, so you have to call them and uh, get an expensive fix. Yeah, that's what it is, man. No, 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 the wasps actually do it. The dirt daubers are what the ISP sends out. They're just like, hey, go in there. It's okay. We understand you can't sting. People will still be afraid. Um, So, yeah, that's where my week has been. My week has been getting struggling to get internet so much that I was like, this problem's going to probably come up again. I need a job. So I've, I've I've done it. I've settled down. I've gotten a job. I've had to deal with it. It's bullshit. Um, Scotty, my friend, my buddy, let me say, after so many months, I am just so proud to say it's about damn time. No, fuck you. I was trying to build a business. I was trying to build a business, a career. And then I was like, oh, I don't have money. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Anyways... <laughs> and so uh, I finally settled down. I got me a job. It's with friends, so that's good. Uh, not many people come by my department where I'm at, but I get to dress up fancy all day. Now I did have one problem, and that was when they started. Like they're one of they show a lot of videos when you start working somewhere. They're just like, hey, here's what our company expects from you. Here's this. Here's that. And then they showed me the, here's what to do if an active shooter comes in situation video. Or as I like, oh, yeah. as I like to call it, the video you don't show somebody who has severe anxiety. <laughs> because like, very popular. Well, when I started working at Disney, they showed us one and it was just kind of like, hey, tr- it was the like run Run, hide, fight, I think was the best, which is, hey, first thing, get the fuck out. If you can't, hide. If worse comes to worst, punch him. We don't know. Fuck you. Welcome to Disney I World. mean, pu- yeah, you you just do what you can. Yeah, and so that is the best way to sum up this video is, fuck, do what you can. Like, you know, don't be dumb. Some. Like, and so, yeah. the one they showed us... You, you don't need to run, like, the fastest. You just need to outrun Paul from accounting. <laughs> from accounting. Oh, poor Paul. Um, <laughs> and so, I've seen the video before, and I thought I knew what to expect, because all it does is it shows kind of like a dude in a straight jacket walking around with a gun, and then people kind of being afraid. Nah. 
now this video was fucked up. Like, let me put it this way. You see the dude in the, the jacket and you're like, well, clearly he's not an, an individual who needs to be in this building. Pulls out like a legit gun, like big ass gun, points it one-handed like the Punisher, shoots, and you see like blood spurt out, someone fall against the wall and die. Cox it again, takes out like three more people, and I'm like, am I watching a Tarantino film, or am I uh, like just in the process of hiring right now? Because holy shit. Now, I understand like, with recent events, it's very, very, like, important to be aware of active shooter situations, but that just seems a little much. It was a little much, but he they did get revenge on him, because during the fight section, someone picked up a chair, not a folding chair, mind you, just like a normal wooden chair, but held it like he was fucking John Cena about to break it over somebody, and just whoops it at this guy, and I'm like, oh yeah, get him back, he killed that guy from earlier, he killed Paul from accounting. <laughs> And then, and then he just won. And then he won. He just with beat that. Then there was that blood again. He beat that motherfucker to death with a chair. <laughs> oh my god! It's like yes, get it, Chris. You've done it. Just, Chris, wait, Chris, Chris, stop. Wait, put Chris, Chris, Chris. He's already dead. Wait, no, no, Chris. It's fine. Chris is. He's trying to Chris. give him mouth to mouth. He's trying to resuscitate. Oh no, Chris is eating him. Oh. Chris, stop. And He's then, gnawing his face off. Chris. He's like a rabid wolf. And then Chris just kind of stands up like, maybe you guys don't talk about what just happened. How about that? Chris, are you like a vampire? No, I'm not. Just kind of fucked up. No. But uh, deal with it. I'm just kind of... Um. Well, see, now you have to be worried about Chris. <laughs> No, that's when Chris gets a lot of friends, but not good ones. Not like, we'll invite him out for the night. It's like, I'm going to bring him a Snickers bar. That way, when Chris does finally snap, he does not eat off my face. Oh, man. Or maybe it's... he will. Just like, nah, he maybe just won't eat as much. Yeah. <laughs> Only a little bit less. That's might be the most that you hope from Chris. <laughs> Because Blake Tanner, Snickers satisfies, turns to camera, smiles. Chris, you get kind of... you're not yourself. Chris, you get kind of cannibalistic when you're hungry. Grab a Snickers. And uh, you, I, I would like to stress... Cut, smash cut to me in the video room just staring up like, was that a real long commercial for Snickers? Yeah, but hopefully you also know how to deal with an active shooter. Okay, I would like to say that w that we're not making light of an active shooter situation. Just this ridiculous ass video explaining an active shooter situation. Hey Blake, I think the active shooter situation went out the window about the time Chris started eating his face off. As a matter of fact, we should be more worried about Chris, the active face eater. Active. Three steps for dealing with an active face eater. Run. Hide, run some more. You won't win. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. However, if you do buy one of our hockey masks, would you love that to be the saddest ending for how to deal with an active shooter? Is just you won't win, and you're just sitting there like, uh, okay. okay. Am I supposed to be like inspired to work here after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. It's not gonna happen probably, but you know you're good. Uh, that would be the the worst thing is like, especially after all of these horrible events have happened over the last couple of months. It's just like, yeah. By the way, if this does happen, like, yeah, you are totally and utterly fucked. <laughs> like, you can't do anything about this. Fuck you, Carl. Sorry. What? Fucking Carl. <laughs> and then Chris steps forward. No, I've got this. We can win this. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank God for Chris. I've had such a much... It's not been a great week, but... <laughs> it hasn't been... Oh, my life has been defeated because I've been told that I can't do shit in an active shooter situation. Yeah. Uh, well, not only that, <laughs> I also had the humbling experience of going back to the gym where I was like... 
I mean, my fr it was all back day. So for the most part, I was mm -hmm. fine. The only problem is it's very humbling because you always go in like, I could probably do like maybe 20 pounds less than what I did when I stopped working out, which was a year ago. Nope. And so I go in, nope. I crank it out. No, I cranked it out fine. I was like, oh, good, good. We can do this. I mean, my triceps kind of hurt, but that's fine. Then I went on to the next exercise, and that's when it started getting bad. That's when I was like, mm, no, I'm probably going to have to just do rows of 40 pounds. And then by the end of it, I think I had a nine-pound weight like I was doing motherfucking Pilates in each hand. Just like, all right, let's go, guys. Awesome. And then, uh, after, um, and then, of course, afterwards, I had to go run next to my experienced runner of a girlfriend who's just like, awesome, I've run almost four miles. I'm going to try to do uh, – no, it was like, I've run two and a half miles. I'm going to go for four. And I'm like, awesome, cool. Well, I'll run next to you until you get done with that. Then I get like half a mile in. I'm like, I'm going to go over here and just kind of do battle ropes for a few. <laughs> it's fine. Oh. Uh... I remember getting back to running. I've been I've been back to the gym for about six ish months now, but yeah. I kind of I've been hitting it real hard for the past six weeks. And let me tell you something: you you forget just like oh man, I had muscles before. Oh man, I had muscles before. Now I look like oh man, I'm gonna get these muscles back now. I'm gonna get get it Oof. back. That's kind of that's where I am right now, cause like. I'm sore enough to where I'm like, I'm gonna not right now, but other than that. You just keep at it. You just keep going. You yeah. just keep you just keep pushing it. You get back in that gym and you know what? You look at those people that's over there and it's like, Oh man, that motherfucker's half repping. I could pull out some full reps, even though I'm doing like forty pounds less than him. Yeah. I'ma show his ass. I'ma show his ass some full reps. And then when my squats, when my squats make my quads look better than his, yeah. I'ma know I did the right thing. Well <laughs> I did a good thing. I did this good I did Jim good. Well, I mean that's and that's the kind of monthly motivational video that you would have gotten from Blake Tanner. Uh, what was our old Patreon? But since we really... It was not monthly, by the way. It was weekly. <laughs> but then we finally got a subscriber up to that level. And we we're like, oh, we can't do this. Yeah. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, as I have immediately multiple times already patreon.com slash a load of bs is the only website where you can go to support these good bs boys right here for not just a load of bs but the entire bs network we have officially merged the bs network and a load of bs patreons we've kind of put all of our perks together all on one thing that way you don't have to worry about donating to multiple patreons figuring out all this stuff fight voice does still have its own patreon just because jwf is a thing but other than that we do have brand new perks all over on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Some of them old, though. Because as all of you do remember, for just a dollar a month over on patreon.com slash a load of BS, you get shouted out on every single podcast. Like the Patreon saint herself, Deborah A. Moore. Like Scott Moore. Like Hamtaro, our savior from uh, all of the Skyrim streams I've done, you get shouted out every single week on a load of BS with that. And it also gives you access to our brand new Discord channel we just set up where me and Blake are essentially just going to yell at each other and you guys try to figure out what's going on alongside that. So you get even more BS in your life with that. Uh, for $5 or more a month, it gets you access to exclusive pre-show and behind-the-scenes content. So uh, the BS rev-up's going to be going on there. Uh, stuff we do with Opposite Attractions pre-show is going to be going up on there. And there's going to be a monthly private stream with us where you guys get to hang out. Just you, just us, just exclusive BS, and it helps you shape the future. You will be the decision makers if you just donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. But if you want to go beyond that, if you want to be number one, top of the list, if you want to be a Patreon saint, donate $15 or more. You get exclusive BS merch deals every month or so. I'll send you guys an email that gives you probably $10 off, 10%, whatever. We haven't exactly decided that yet. Um, you get become a admin on our Discord. That way you can kick people. You can do whatever you want. You kind 
kind of become a bro. You become a buddy. You become a bro. You become part of the family. Uh, we're going to send out Christmas cards, stickers, all kinds of goodies if you donate $15 or more over at a load of BS on Patreon.com. God, that's not as easy as it used to be. I mean, we've started it no. entirely over, so we got to start over, yep. I guess. That did take a little while. Also surprised we ended the first segment because Blake didn't get to talk about shit. Well, Blake, tell me about your life. What have you done, my boy? <laughs> I haven't done a damn thing. I just had some <laughs> fun anecdotes I wanted to sprinkle in there. But no, Blake. no, we have to hear about Scotty's life because so much is happening in Scotty's life. He gets a job. He learns about how not to get shot. Fine. The exciting tales of Scotty, the man who can't, who cannot survive an active shooter situation and has wasps in the internet. Oh, look at me. I've got wasps in my eyes now. I'm just, I've got wasps that pop in and out of my mouth. My brain is a wasp nest now. I'm, I'm Scotty Moore. I'm Scotty Moore, the wasp man. Fuck you. Uh, come see me at the new P.T. Barnum. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so... I'm the new P.T. Barnum. I've already forgotten what I was going to talk about. What's this next thing? Damn it, my boy. Well, um, I've just... I had an idea, and it's not funny, but it is, if that makes sense. Like, um, it's one of oh, those... Oh, no, that means it's not going to be funny. It's, it's not funny. Uh, well, I, my mom has gotten really, really... Really into watching Hawaii Five O, but not the old one, the new one that makes no sense. And every and she listens to it at roughly the volume of a, a U.S. satellite entering orbit. It's like whoosh. And so every once in a while, I'll be half asleep, and then from within the, their bedroom, I'll just hear. <laughs> it's just like, man, this shit is so loud. It's like whoosh. It's like whoosh. Well, I mean. It's not something you would hear, uh, although apparently Alabama's going to come under attack from aliens because some sonic boom happened last week that, like, all of the state heard, but none of us know what it was. That just shows... I literally did not hear this mythical boom that everyone's talking about. I can tell you I did. I'm next to convinced that this is, like, a statewide conspiracy to, like, try to convince me that I'm going crazy. It's just a statewide prank, bro. It's a, it's a state prank. No, I've heard a... Oh. I, no, I could guarantee I've had people just, like, say what it is. But it was just, like, this loud boom, and you're expecting someone to be like, well, an oil rig blew up or something happened. And then they were like, no, they heard it all the way to Birmingham. And I'm like, mm, that's not an oil rig. They're like, well, maybe it was a satellite entering or an asteroid entering orbit or something. But no one knows what the fuck it was. They were like, no asteroids did anything. Nothing happened. And I'm like, oh, cool. Way to prove how Alabama, Alabama is that the loud noise happens. And instead of investigating, we're like, fuck it. I don't know shit, dude. Oh, man. It, yeah. It, I, I'm too busy dealing with these fucking wasps. NCIS is on tonight. I don't give a shit. I don't have time to explore this. Um, I'm watching the new season of New Orleans with Scott Bakula. <laughs> well, okay. So she. You should listen to his southern accent. It's pretty damn good. Is it exactly what you're doing right now? Because I would, I would watch that in a heartbeat. It's on par with Nick Cage's, Nick, Nick Cage's southern accent. Awesome. Oh, fuck Nicolas Cage. Which, by the way, I don't know. It's just Nicolas Cage talking, and he just like, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if you know this, but Nicolas... I'm halfway between Nick Cage and Stone Cold. Uh, fun fact, Nicolas Cage came to my hometown to study for that role. He came to the Waffle House and sat and talked with people. It was just like, I just need to understand how you talk. All right, I understand. And then he just left, and we're like, all right, cool. Was, cool, Nicholas. Cage. Wait, wasn't that movie set in Mobile? Which one are you talking about? Con Air? No, what was the fucking driving movie? Oh, no. No, it was like the bank robber. Fuck, he melted a bunch of gold. I just know. Hold on. We're looking this shit up. I know for a fact Nicolas Cage has showed up to Oxford, Alabama and just chilled in the Waffle House for a while there. 
But, um, yeah. Drive Angry. Wait, was the name of the movie Drive Angry? Yes, it was. I'm very upset. I'm gonna drive angry. Oh my, I'm real mad. (laughs) Oh, okay, hold on. Let's see. Oxford, Alabama, Nicolas Cage. Oh, no, it was, you're right, it was Mobile. Shit. All right, oh, but I God. am going to still discuss this Nicolas Cage tale with the audience. <laughs> All right, let's see. Ni- <laughs> oh, oh, everyone watching on YouTube is a lucky son of a bitch right now to get this image of Nicolas Cage receiving the key to the city of No Mobile, Alabama. Because, damn, he looks happy. God, that's wonderful. I remember th- th- so many people that I know were like, it, like in the film scene in Birmingham, helped on this movie. Yeah, and like everyone was so happy to get to meet Nicolas Cage, even though like, Mo- Drive Mobile. Angry was. was oh, that I've got the, the I've got the you? movie pulled up. Uh, Mobile okay. Mobile Mayor. Uh, I'm I'm happy we've abandoned my idea to just talk about Nicolas Cage going crazy in our town. Mobile Mayor Sandy Stimson, already a good name, visited actor Nicolas Cage on the set of the supernatural thriller Between Worlds on Wednesday afternoon and presented him with a key to the city in a Facebook Live post. In what is the most Alabama sentence ever, that key can get you in any door that you want to get in, Stimson said. Not sure you need that. I'm sure. I think you. I don't. I think you could probably get in anywhere in Mobile if you wanted to. So, what? Uh, we don't have locks on our doors anymore. City ordinance. No, I love this idea that he's just like Nicholas Cage. Everybody loves you, but in case there's one frightened family huddled in their living room, just like the Nicholas Cage purge is coming, you can get in anyway. <laughs> For one night night of the year, Nicolas Cage is legally able to do anything he wants. It's only Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Oh my god, we have just written the best Purge the Purge 4 caged in. (laughs) Oh, uh, Cage. Oh, the Purge 4. Cagemus. Cagemus. Merry Cagemus, everyone. He acknowledged that Between Worlds is the third movie he's filmed in Mobile in addition to Rage. If there was ever a better name for a Nick Cage movie than Rage, I don't know. That was the movie I was thinking of. And U.S. Indianapolis Men of Courage. I just want to say, Mayor Stimson. That was a horrible movie. (laughs) I just want to say, Mayor Stimson, that this is my third movie here. And each and every time I've been in Mobile, I've been welcomed with great hospitality and friendship. Cage said. He then went on to thank the U.S. Coast Guard in Mobile for their outstanding humanitarian efforts in responding to Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. Oh shit! How recent was this? Well, Between Worlds doesn't... It, it, it hasn't come out yet! Oh my god! Yes! So wait, does this mean oh. Mobile... We, dude, this is a new life goal I think we can have. Go fucking find Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Like <laughs> at this point, he basically lives in Mobile, doesn't he? Okay, I'm gonna add in Waffle House to this Google search because I know for a fact Nick Cage has come to the Waffle House here. Do you want me to read like a real quick plot, like synopsis, or a little plot, like a little plot teaser <laughs> from Between Worlds? Yes. Because this is fucking wonderful. Okay. The story follows Joe Cage, a down-on-his-luck truck driver haunted by the memory of his deceased wife and child. What? He meets Julie, a spiritually gifted woman who enlists Joe in a desperate effort to find the lost soul of her comatose daughter. But the spirit of Joe's dead wife, Mary, proves stronger and possesses this young woman's body. Determined to settle her unfinished business with the living. What the fuck is going on? Oh, okay. I have... Please let this be real. Please let this be a real story. Okay. Were cops called? Because I kind of want to get Thunderbird in on this. Okay. So... Hey, cops were always called in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. 
For actor... One of my best beats. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna read the headline. For actor Nicolas Cage, making the hit thriller movie Trespass hit close to home. Cage at the Toronto Film Festival, along with director Joel Schumacher, so you know it's a good flick, promoting his film about a home invasion, said that he has actually lived through the nightmare of a home invasion in real life. There's no way this could be real, but God, I love it. <clears throat> it was two in the morning. I was living in Orange County at the time and was asleep with my wife. My two-year-old at the time was in another room. <laughs> I opened my eyes and there was a naked man wearing a leather jacket eating a fudge sickle in front of my... I remember hearing this story, <laughs> holy shit. Eating a fudge oh, sickle in front of my wife. I know it sounds funny, but it was horrifying. And then... Just, it he didn't even offer me a bite of the fudge sickle. Well, my favorite is the fact that this article, in case you didn't know, a fudge sickle is a frozen ice cream-like snack. Like, in case you didn't know what a fucking fudge sickle was. Like, that's the- He took it out of my refrigerator. How was my damn fudge sickle? He took the fudge. <laughs> How did it get fudged? How did it get fudged? How did it get fudged? Okay, apparently it's refusing to let me read the article from the Aniston Star where it talks about a man. Okay, Tommy Digby in front of the Oxford Waffle House where he received an autograph from, from Nicolas Cage. That's it! But like, okay, I looked her, okay, I looked him around. I think I know the guy who wrote this article, by the way, so we should get him on the show. <laughs> I looked around and I seen him sitting there and it's like, I know that dude. Says Digby, who is head bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the what it is about the phrase. I know that dude. I know that dude. Is Shit. That, that's not Paul and Irma's oldest, is it? No, that's not. <laughs> Paul and Irma. Oh, shit. Paul and Irma Cage. I walked in. That's that dude from that treasure movie. <laughs> that treasure movie. Oh, shit, y'all. Come in. <laughs> oh my god um so okay all right god this is really weird to read um i walked in and i said i'm the biggest i really loved you in that movie where you got left behind because you were a fucking heathen what was the name of that movie what was the movie where you were left behind oh that's right the wicker man um yeah I walk. Are they gonna come out with a second one of those Wicker Men? Oh God! The next part of this is Buck Wild. I walked in, and I'm assuming he's saying this to Nicolas Cage. And I said, "I'm the biggest baby ever born in Aniston. What do you want to know?" And at first, I thought he, <laughs> I, thought, I thought he meant like, "Oh, I'm, I'm such a baby. I'm gonna cry." No, I think this motherfucker meant like I weighed 32 ounces when I popped out of my mama. That's what he meant. That's what. Uh, the thing is, your claim to fame is you were the largest child born. Oh, and he and you know everything because of that. You okay. are my fucking hero, you legend of a man. And Nicholas Cage responds, "Sit down, sit down." Like, Holy oh, fuck, I need you were the biggest baby? You sit the fuck down and you tell me about it right now. I love big babies. Alright, um, let's see. I said, what are you... Okay, hold on, what? I said, what are you, Q? You could end a long-running argument in our household by answering this question. Which TV series aired for us, The Waltons or Little House on the Prairie? My brother and I are positive it was The Waltons, but our mother disagrees. A mother... <laughs> Uh, a mother doesn't know best. <laughs> <laughs> because Nicolas Cage has intimate knowledge of when these television shows were... Did he think that Nick Cage was on these shows? <laughs> and I said, I don't believe this. Nicolas Cage at the damn Waffle House in Oxford. <laughs> Can't believe this shit. Holy fuck, Nick. Oh, uh, Digby says Cage, who was sitting with two other men, invited... 
I'm a suit. Okay, so I think what it is is I don't have the full article because of the way it's posted. So he invited him over, I'm assuming. He said, Tommy, do you mind if I tape our conversation? And I said, well, no, I don't guess it'll be all right with me. In case you're wondering, Naw is written out N-A-W phonetically. So the fucking newspaper yeah. wrote out, no. And he said, well, I want to do real good in this movie, and I want to study how somebody from Aniston sounds. I really want to see how they talk. So we took this tape recorder and laid it on the table at the Waffle House. I seen him staring at me. <laughs> can, you, oh. can you imagine a more terrifying sight than Nicolas Cage with a tape recorder on the table just like, all right, this is how his face looks. All right, I understand that. Fantastic. I just need to get I need to get into his soul now. Digby? Yeah, just hey I Bill, Billy, just Bubba. Bubba, just look at me. Just look at just look at Nikki. Just look at Nikki. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Digby says Cage introduced the men sitting with him as a screenwriter, an obviously terrified one, and as a trainer. Cage was dressed in blue jeans, boots, gray t-shirt, black jacket. Why are they describing him? Like, his facial features look like that of actor Nicolas Cage. Well, no shit. Like, <laughs> oh my really? god. Yeah, right? You never know who you'll see eating at a Waffle House. Uh, and now, wait, hold on. Am I back in the beginning of the article for some reason? Mm. All right, cool. Um, well... This, and now it's talking it's about just the twelve Walt pages. It's now talking about Waltons in Little House on the Prairie again. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't. I, I still don't understand the significance of this question and why he thought that Nicolas Cage had the knowledge that he sought. Nick, please. Nick's like, I have a phone in my pocket, sir. Please. He's like, I need to you, know now. I don't have time you could for just Google, Google it. I don't have time for your filthy fucking Hollywood Google. I want you to tell me which aired first, the Waltons or Little House on the... You know what? Fuck it, Blake. I, I hope this guy is listening. I hope big old Bubba's listening. Because right now, we're about to fucking settle this. Let's see. The Waltons... Let's see. The Waltons started in... Well, this says that there was an episode in 2010... Which, okay. Uh, um, the Waltons debuted in 1972, and Little House on the Prairie was... Uh, oh, shit. 74. The Waltons came first. Fuck you. I knew it, Mama. Said it, Bubba. I knew it the whole time, Mama. Fuck you. You, uh, you got Jesus. your vindication, my man. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I listened to that podcast you told me. For about a few seconds, they just started looking up when the Waltons and the Little House on the Prairie came out. But other than that, it was pretty damn good. God, I just, I love the idea that this. I don't know how. Like, it's this thing of like when you watch a, a hurricane coverage and they always seem to get the dumbest people from the city to interview about the tornado like yeah the tornado came through we're rebuilding today well you know like five tornadoes come through here a week yeah i know but we're just gonna get to rebuild and this is what we do we yep. just love this spot actually drives the local economy. I feel like that's what happened when Nicolas Cage showed up. Nicolas Cage hurt, <clears throat> like, well, for example, we have, like, a real-life example of this because me and you, trained thespians, went to a Captain D's in Birmingham one day, and we had multiple people look at us and say, where are y'all from? Y'all don't sound like y'all. Are y'all from up north? And we're like, no, no, we're... No, uh, Blake no. was like, I was born a few miles down the road. And I was like, I was born in Anniston, Alabama, good ma'am. And they were like, no, y'all don't sound right. I feel like there were a few of us around. And Nick was like, they, they must be foreigners as I am. Here to study the <laughs> Alabamians. 
And then, like, well, that's, then fucking, that's what drives most tourism in Alabama. It's kind of like the state is just one big zoo where we get to look at southern people. And then fucking Bubba came in and was like, Mr. Cage, I won't tell you, I was the I was a 50-pound baby. I know everything you need to know. And Nick was like, oh, you need to sit the fuck down right now. You're gonna, oh, you know. <laughs> you're going to teach me everything I need to know. This is gonna be fantastic. That is exactly, exactly what he was looking for too. Like he served himself up on a silver platter for Nicolas Cage. I don't know if this was for Con Air. I don't know what movie it was from, but I love to think that the reason why his accent is so shitty in Con Air <clears throat> is because this guy had a shitty Alabama accent. He's like, no. Nah. That's what they all sound like. They sound like this. And they're like, Nick, no, you found a really weird yep. person. You found a very strange individual. As a matter of... Although, because that just makes me think, because, like, there were, uh, there were other movies. There's this one movie that he's in called The Outcast. Yeah. And he has just the worst fake British accent in that movie. And I just, like, I'm wondering now who he had to proposition <laughs> to find that accent as well. Uh- <laughs> He went over to Britain, and he heard people with, like, a normal British accent, and he was like, that's not it. That's not what British people sound like. And then someone walked in and was like, hello, governor. I was the biggest baby born in Brighton. Come on over here, mate. And he's like, that's the man. That's the man I need for my movie. He's going to be fantastic. Let me. He just goes into, like, the local local eating establishments. Where's the biggest baby? I want the biggest child. Get Nikki demands big babies. <laughs> oh my god, I love this concept oh. that Nick Cage is insane and he loves gigantic babies. Can we Okay, so this gives me another idea for a Nicolas Cage movie that's just Nikki's big babies. Nikki's big Okay. Has there been a third baby geniuses yet? I don't think so. Okay, because we're about to start the baby geniuses. Look who's talking to, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids cinematic universe, wherein the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids guy comes in with his make things bigger ray, goes to the baby geniuses, and is just like, you know, the one problem that you guys have is the fact that you're babies. So I'm just going to make you grown-ups with my make you bigger ray. And so then he makes adult-sized babies, but they're still shaped like babies, which I don't know if you know this. Humans aren't shaped like babies are. So they're really really awkward, and they're tumbling around, and they're just like, we need a weeda. And then they they just hear, I can lead you. And they turn around, and it's Nicolas Cage in a full black jacket. And also, every time Nicolas Cage appears, there is a full description of what he is wearing, and if or if not, he has a beard. Jesus, Scotty, I think there are several Baby Geniuses movies. What? I'm, hold on, like the bad guy has There was the ba- a Baby Geniuses movie released in 2013. Oh my god, what? No, okay, so... Well, baby um, Geniuses and the Mystery of the Crown Jewels. Okay, no, we need to, we need to table this, it's too much. We've we've been talking for an inappropriately large amount of time about Nicolas Cage. Too much Cage. Uh, which wants me... I want to remind everybody out there that it is Cagemas. Um, the Purge 4 Cagemas. And I want to remind you guys that it's the giving season. And of course, this is usually where we talk about our merchandise or we talk about us. But that's not what we want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We want to talk about... Extra Life, a company that we we worked for kind of last year, pseudo. We did like a two-hour stream, and we ended up raising like $275, which was freaking amazing. But guys, I think we can do better than that. I want to break like four digits this year with Extra Life. So I want to tell everybody out there to head over to bit.ly slash bsvscancer. That's BS versus cancer. And just donate however much you want. If you donate, it doesn't matter how much. We are going to do a full big shout out video where we talk about everybody. Tell them how awesome they are. And of course, if you want a little bit something extra, if you donate $5 or more, we are sending out BS Christmas cards exclusively for everybody who uh, everybody who donates $5 or more. If you donate 50 
$15 or more, we have a super secret awesome project that me and Blake have been working on for months, and you will get it exclusively for free if you donate $15 or more. And if you want to know what that project is, make sure to tune into our stream this Sunday, Justin Long Day. It should be around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard or Central Standard Time, where we are going to reveal the secret to the world. Reveal exclusively to you guys what our super secret project is. And then, of course, I have designed an awesome shirt. It's kind of inspired by old 1930s cartoons. And the only way to get that is if you donate $30 or more over at bit.ly slash bsvscancer. If you want to have a look at the shirt, I will put it up in the video on YouTube right now, ladies and gentlemen. And that's only available if you donate, 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 donate over at bit.ly slash bsvscancer. And, uh, Blake, it is the giving season, but currently, it is, well, one day away, uh, it's gonna, this video is gonna go up afterwards, but it's currently one day away from the Thanksgiving season, and I want to get- not my favorite, not my favorite holiday in the, the next two weeks, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, Jeff, well, I mean, of course, we do know the best holiday, which is, of course, this Sunday, Justin Long Day. Make sure to join us for our 24-hour stream for Justin Long Day. But it is the Thanksgiving season. It's, uh, it's next Saturday, uh, observed. Oh, I'm sorry. My denomination of Justin Long Day isn't until the isn't oh, observed until oh. the first week of December. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. Next Sunday should be the third, is it not? Next Sunday would, and that is the official creation. That's when the podcast came out with it. But it is technically the first weekend of December, the whole weekend. But my denomination is specifically on the third. Um. Yes, mine is on the second, the day that it was actually created. Well, hold on. That makes it even better, because that means you celebrate it when you guys created it. I celebrate it on the day I co-opted it. <laughs> makes it all the better. Exactly. But, of course, Blake, it's... it's this is going to start some holy wars a few hundred years down the road. I hope you know this. I really can't wait, because, like, one day, like, after the wars have ended... And the world is ended and aliens come down and they try to figure out what happened. They're going to be like, clearly, it was fought over the correct date of this Justin Long day. Who is this Justin Long? And then they start exploring and they're like, we can't find that much. But there is this movie called Heavyweights. And then they watch Heavyweights instead. Well, see, I found out that the reason you watch Heavyweights on Justin Long day isn't because Justin Long is in it. But it's because it has to be Justin Long's favorite movie. Oh, okay. Have we verified this? Yes. We talked no, to him. Yes. So I talked to Justin. Justin's a close personal friend of mine. Yeah. Well, Blake, I wanted to, since it is Thanksgiving, I wanted to give thanks on this very special day for my buddy, my buddy Blake oh. Tanner, by taking a quiz. Um, provided by the oh. provided by the lovely people at BuzzFeed. Not many people know about BuzzFeed. Oh, cocking! This quiz will oh. prove how strong your friendship is with your best friend. Now, this is gonna prove how strong your friendship is with me. If you'd like to take it along with me, just look up like best friend quiz, and it's literally like the first result. Um. And while you find that, I guess we can get into the first question, which is, have you seen your BFF cry? I've seen you cry twice, I think. I saw you cry once over ketchup, which is the best day of my life, because you, well, I guess it should be, I think we've told it before, but I guess it should be said, it was not over ketchup. It was over a very bad day, but ketchup made you cry, which is still the best sentence I get to say about you. Um, and then once during an actual serious moment where I awkwardly kissed you on the head because I didn't know how to comfort, comfort someone. I was just like, do I do this? Or is this just like ex escalating things? Uh, no, it, it pulled me out of the moment enough to put my, f to put my face in my hands just realizing just how bad you are at being a human being, <laughs> it, so it's okay. It ruined, like, you were no longer sad, but it wasn't because you were like, oh, he's comforting me. It was because you were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I wasn't sad, just disappointed. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I know you, have you found the quiz? 
Because I don't know. I don't. Uh, just throw me a link. Um. I, well, I'm looking at it on my phone, dude. Like, I just. Okay, hold on. I should be able to do this. I can't. Because, like, I'll, I pulled this up, and it's like, only your best friend can answer these 14 questions, and it's given me two questions. All right. I'm sending it through uh, Messenger, right? I, f I feel like you've. You've seen me cry a bit. And one of my favorite ones was because I. I don't know. I've always kind of had that bullshit masculine idea of like, no real men don't cry. And I remember distinctly one time, and this was like the worst day I had in college where like the girl I was pseudo seeing left me to start dating one of our friends, which he didn't know. So I don't care, but I knew they were going to be at a party that I was invited to. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to the party. And then they were like, well, come to this Nerf War instead. And I was like, that sounds fun. And I started driving to the Nerf War, and I went, no, no one wants to see me. So I went to play pool alone in downtown Birmingham. Then I didn't have enough money on my card, so I had to walk across the street to a shady-ass ATM to get money, only to walk back in, finally pay, and then leave. And so I just started sobbing at my house. And I remember at one point, it's... It's all right because at that party, like there was one person who shall aforementioned be unnamed, of course, who was so fucked up on Molly that he was. I, I would say I think people played it off a little bit too much, and today they would be like, "Oh, he was just assaulting everyone that he saw yeah. and touched," um, and then he threw up on the floor yeah. and he I had remember, to get cleaned up. I believe, if I remember correctly, my. My girl, well, my pseudo girlfriend at the time, because I rebounded like a motherfucker off that. Uh, she came over first. Was she first or were you first? I was first. Okay. She had to get a ride from that party because she was also high on Molly. Uh, <laughs> and so I just remember knowing you were coming over and being like, "I have to not be crying when Blake comes in. That way we can bro it up." And I just remember watching the joy of painting with Bob Ross to calm myself down. And you walked in and you were like, "I like, I clearly wasn't fooling anybody." And like you were like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" And I was like, "Fine." This wet-on-wet wet painting technique is very interesting. Blake, come check it out with me. Okay, let's watch Bob Ross. And I think that was also the night where I ended up sleeping with you on one side of me and my pseudo-girlfriend on the other side and me just being like, well, I don't want Blake to feel left out. So I'm, like, spooning her, but I reached a hand back to just, like, pet you on the side like, I'm still here for you, buddy. Still love you, my brother. That actually woke me up, by the way. Oh, and no! I was very confused. <laughs> You're like, am I being propositioned? What is this? What is happening? Not tonight. I have a headache. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Would you put a couple of times for me as well? I would say a couple of times, yeah. All right, how do we... Normally, when we are dealing with our worst shit, it's been over text, so... Well, how do you get past a fight is the next one. And I think the best description is we give each other space. We give and each other's, yeah. And then we just act like it never happened. Because, um, like, most of those times that we've had gotten into, like, fights or shit, it's just like, man, we're just kind of pissed off right now. If we walk away and then you come back from it, it's like, why were we even mad in the first place? Because it didn't matter. I don't know if you got mad about it. I know you got pseudo mad about it. Uh, when we, it, it was right before I went to Orlando. We went gambling, and then the next day, we told one of our friends who was with us that we... Firstly, we were going to see animatronic dinosaurs, which is already yes. a situation where if anyone gets mad, it's immediately funny. Um, and I think it was, it was a miscommunication between us, which we can say now, where I thought you were paying half and I was paying half. And then you were just like, oh, I guess I'm paying half. And I was like, yeah, I thought that's what... I thought that's what we were, and then we just ended up both getting mad, and, like, <laughs> there's never a weirder scene than three grown men walking into a dinosaur exhibit and looking at the dinosaurs like, that one's interesting, that one's fucking dinosaurs. Fucking dinosaurs. It was so good yeah. because, like, there was never a quicker way to stop us from being mad than just being like, holy fuck, that's a cool dinosaur. <laughs> Um, what friend, uh, what role does your friend play when you go on a date? 
Oh wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, we both kind of agreed on give each other personal space. What role? Oh, yeah. What role do you play when you go on a date? Give me advice? No. Help me choose clothes? Mm-mm. Then we text all the time. And after I call to tell them, not a thing. At most, I tell them how it went afterwards. Yeah, that's where we are. Yeah. Like fuck. Pretty much. Like you. Like you, uh, you don't need to be involved. I wish that the. No, I wish the one above it though. Like that we text all the time. I'm after. I wish you could change that to during. Yeah. Because that has happened before. Well, not during a good one. Like, well, I guess it oh. would, but it would just be like a, yo, this chick's awesome, and then that's it. I I would say, yeah, at most I, we tell each other how it went afterwards. What would happen? Because we usually do that. What would happen if you and your BFF liked the same person? Fuck it. Like, we've had a, someone like both of us, which was weird. Yeah. Um. Mm. We discuss it and come to an agreement before someone makes the first move. We don't talk about it. We know that neither of us will do anything about it. First to make a move wins. It's a subject we haven't discussed yet. I don't know, because I think we may have discussed it pseudo-ish. We may have. But we have have, such different tastes. Yeah, we've rarely... Unless it's just been pure physical attraction, we have rarely been attracted to the same people. Um, I think we just know that neither of us will do anything. Like, yeah, even if we were salty about it, like, cut back to how do you deal with arguments? We ignore it and just let it fester. Well, we don't let it, we don't let it fester, though. That's the thing, because most of the time, we just realize that it's stupid. Yeah. Um, do you like, most of the reason that people fight are is stupid, and we just like, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. Let's go on with fun. Yeah, or or if even if we are angry and we do remember it, we remember it because it was fucking weird and there were dinosaurs. Yep. Do you share all the details of your sex life? All the time. Another? Yeah, Blake. All the time, even the most disgusting things. I shat on them, Blake. Wouldn't that be the weirdest text is you just wake up and you're like, Scotty seemed to have a fun night. I shat on a kid. What? I I shat a kid. (laughs) What? I'm happy you got the reference. Um, Not everything, but we do share some experiences. Talking about it still makes us feel embarrassed. No, but we know we trust each other if we ever want to do it. So, like, uh, what? All the time, even the most... I feel like not everything, but we just kind of share sometimes. We do do share experiences sometimes. Like, it depends on the person and the experience. And I mean, I I feel like our relationship is all about new things. We can't just be like, yo, I just had sex. It's like, yeah, you've done that before. But then you're like, I had sex in a graveyard after getting roadhead. It's like, whoa, that's a new one. Well, no, that's literally not. That's the first one you told me about. Well, that was how I did lose my virginity in a graveyard after getting a really bad roadhead. I'm just saying, terrible person back then. Um, Yeah, yeah, not everything. I mean, you don't have to pick the same choices as me. I'm picking about you. So. Well, no, the fact is, though, that, like, all of these make sense with each other. Like, we have picked the same thing because that's just how it is. Yeah, we're just close like that. Are you and your best friend comfortable being silent together? Yeah, we just can't. <laughs> no, it's uncomfortable. I prefer to talk. Very comfortable, just like them. That's a weird description. Yeah. Very comfortable. Blake, you're a comfortable human. It's comfortable, but I prefer to talk. It almost never happens. We have so many things to chat about. We have I mean, a fucking I'd say podcast. We do. We do have a lot of things to chat about, but we are also, like, we have also just kind of, like, sat and enjoyed whatever we were listening to for long periods of time without feeling it's uncomfortable. It's the fucking best. I'd say very comfortable, just yeah, like Yeah, I would, them, too. Which is weird. Do you it's know? A, okay, a, this is the one I think we're going to have different answers on. Do you know your oh, best yeah. friend's family? I know them all, and I get along very well with some of them. Of course, they consider me part of the family. think I've met a couple of them once. I've met a few of them, and I really like them. I think I met a couple of them once. You did. You met a couple of them, and yours consider me part of the family. Yeah, damn right they do. I think my mom adopted you during an early episode of the show. I think so. 
So, Blake, what did you get? What's our friendship? What's your friendship with me? I got the strongest friendship ever. Yeah! Yeah! Okay, you two what's... have made some great memories together, but you've also been through the worst times and circumstances. The hair's no shame and no secrets between you. You've cried no, together. I... You've seen one another at your most vulnerable and ridiculous. You're more than best friends. You're practically family. Make them feel special today by sharing these results with them. Fucking, okay. So, we put the same thing, right? Up until yeah. family? So. Yeah. The difference between you and me is the fact that my family knows you, and apparently now we're just a new friendship. Because I don't know your family. I took you guys to, I gave you guys my discount when we hit at Epcot. Does that help? I guess, I don't, that's really weird. That's a really, like, big difference. It seems likely that you two just recently met and became best friends. Maybe you don't spend enough time together to really get into the important stuff yet. The good news is that you both want to get to know each other even better. Enjoy what you have and keep yourself open to them to build your friendship up. Go, fucking, go wake up your dad and ask if he considers me part of the family. Go do it. Uh, I, I think it... You just rushed into his room. Dad, quickly! Scotty, part of the family? He's like, well, he did give me, like, 30% off at that expensive-ass yeah. restaurant in Epcot, so maybe. I mean, we did... You guys ha did have an extended conversation once after my car broke down. That was cool. Oh, yeah, we did. That was... Uh -huh. Yeah, that was just because I was like, well, I'm here. You know what's weird? Like, I remember weird moments, like me getting upset as I looked at like a fucking troglodyte dinosaur um all I remember about that experience was I know I was going to Wrestlemania that year and it was the day they announced like who was doing VIP signings and I was like dad we need to meet this person this person and this person then I turned to your dad and I was like hey man butts he's like yeah and I'm like cool yeah what up? Exact conversation. Sup, dog? Butts. The end. Um, oh. Yeah. Went over really well. It went over so well, and now he considers me part of the family. Oh, shit, now we're close as brothers now. Wouldn't you have God, shat... God, that's... Wouldn't you have shat, your sh shat yourself if you just, like, looked down and they're like, you two appear to be podcast best friends. What the... F Fuck. You guys have a semi-successful podcast on the internet. In fact, multiple. You could build a multi-million dollar empire off of this. What the fuck? BuzzFeed, you're it's, psychics. You just follow these 12 simple steps and give us $5,000. No, these 12 now. simple steps. Five will drive you crazy. Thank you, BuzzFeed. We understand. Means oh, a okay. lot. Oh, so Blake Tanner... What did you learn this week? Oh, boy. I learned that uh, we are all akin to the wasps now. We are all wasps. And I learned, well, Blake, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this, but I don't have anything more to learn. For I was the largest baby born in Oxford, Alabama. <laughs> I am mega baby. I know oh. all. Oh, uh, I I also learned that the the new the next Nicolas Cage movie is gonna be Nikki's babies. Nikki's, Nikki's ba big babies. Little Nikki's big babies. <laughs> and they're like, oh, is this a sequel to Little Nikki? No, just very similar names. Oh man. So Blake Tanner, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. Oh, you can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Instagram. I, I guess. Um, you post a little bit. You posted I a did. picture of your big boy beard the other day. I did. It's it's working. It's way out there. Um, uh, we do stuff on the Darkroom Vidya. That's a Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. We're probably going to be doing some streams for Justin Long Day if we can get everything set up. Probably not some movies after the last thing. But we're going <laughs> to we'll probably do some video games and stuff and talk about Justin Long on the holiest of days. We will hold the long log in our laps and share stories of Justin and his greatness. I feel like you guys could probably get away with watching the Mac versus PC commercials. If nothing else, you could probably get away with that. That might be uh, true. We did. There's like 45 fucking minutes of those two, so... 
the cinematic universe, the Mac versus PC cinematic universe. Um, which, by the way, I watched John Hodgman's Ragnarok on Netflix the other day. Very good special. Gave me some ideas for some live shows in the future. Keep an eye oh, on yeah. those. But um, at the beginning of it, he was like, you may recognize me from a series of commercials. And I was like, John Hodgman wasn't – I know him from The Daily Show. And then he was like, no, I was the Mac. And I was like, holy shit. Should we have, like, the antithesis, the John – wait, hold on. So, like, for Christmas, the day Jesus was born, there's Easter, the day Jesus died. For Justin Long Day, is there, like, a day in April called John Hodgman Day where we just sit around and we're just chilling, like, have really cool mustaches? What's up, y'all? Also, by the way, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. I should be the same on Instagram. And, of course, you can buy my books on Amazon. They are called... Queasel Corp and Queasel Corp Risen, and I know that's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out this podcast and all the other amazing BS products over on a load of purebs.com. We've got this show, the show Opposite Attractions, I do with my buddy Jim Murphy. Uh, our uh, podcast Fight Boys, which unfortunately, this is like the first, because of Thanksgiving, this is the first week we have missed a Fight Boys. A and, week um, without a boys. A week without fighting, I know. Uh, and then uh-huh. uh, now now that I finally have internet back. <laughs> On this, the week where everybody fights. Yeah. And since, uh, unfortunately, since I had the week where wasps took over, uh, we're going to get back into YouTube now that I have my internet back. Um, and, of course, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to, ch- if you're watching on YouTube, to rate, comment, subscribe, do all that. If you're listening on Stitcher on iTunes, do the exact same thing. We love all of the feedback we get from you guys. And always remember it is the giving season. And to give back over at bit.ly slash cancer. Every single little bit you give back helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always... You can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. And you'll remember you can find both of us boys on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes. And we will see you next week. <laughs>